you've been a realtor long enough, you'll run into the situation where your buyer or seller can't buy or sell because of a federal tax problem. We're going to show you what to do in those situations. Stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we are going to be speaking with tax attorney Hubert Johnson. Before we get to Hubert, just a couple of quick reminders. If you are new to the show, we appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. And the best way that you can help us continue to make more episodes is by two things. Tell actually three things. Let me give you three things to do. First, tell a friend. Uh, think of one other realtor that could benefit from these sort of uh, episodes and please share with them. Also, support our sponsors. They are really the reason we can keep paying our staff and continuing to make as many episodes as we do. So please, we love our sponsors. Please love them back. Check out their products and services. And third, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you may be listening to us on or watching us on. We appreciate it. We read your comments and we make changes to continually improve for you. All right, guys, let's get to the main event. My conversation with Hubert Johnson. Today on the show, our guest is tax attorney Hubert Johnson from Guardian Tax Law in Tucson, Arizona. Let me tell you more about Hubert. Now, Hubert Johnson has over 14 years of experience as a tax attorney, and in that time, uh, Mr. Johnson taught graduate tax law at Baruch College, uh, lectured to tax professionals in seminars and training across the country, and has co-written two books on debt tax debt resolution. Mr. Johnson launched Guardian Tax Law, PLLC, in November of 2019 and has assisted thousands of individuals and businesses in dealing with IRS and state tax issues. Uh, Hubert has five children. He's married to Katie Johnson. His passion is coaching and officiating youth sports, mostly basketball and soccer, volunteering in his community and for his church. He loves history, sarcasm, and helping people pay as little as possible in taxes. Please visit his uh, his firm's website, which is guardiantaxlaw.com. We will have a link to that 
in the show notes. We're going to talk about specifically why you're going to want to reach out to Hubert for uh, either yourself or your clients. Also, follow his um Follow his YouTube channel, which is at Guardian Tax Law on YouTube. Just search for Guardian Tax Law. We will also have a link to that in the show notes because they have some great content out there to learn. Hubert, welcome uh, welcome to Keeping It Real. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. We, I, I'm excited to uh, – this is a bit of a departure for, uh, for us. I, I spend most of my time talking to top realtors, and I love when, uh, when, when we, get, we have a guest opportunity that is a little bit outside of what we normally do because I think this could really provide some excellent value uh, to, our, to our listeners. But I'd love to learn a little bit more about you. Um, as, you know, we, we know you're a tax attorney. So how did you sort of get into tax law? Was that something that you knew from, from day one of, of law school that you wanted to get into? Or, or how did you get there? I actually hated law, uh, tax law in law school. <laughs> I took a, a federal income tax and I ended up teaching it later. That's what I ended up teaching, but I didn't like it. And so my, it's one of those things I graduated, took the bar and my wife ended up in the hospital for five months. Life oh, just went upside down on me. And so I needed a job and I ended up applying for and working at a tax law firm. Um, and when I first went in, I, I, I did the interview and I was talking to my brother afterwards and he's like, he was asking me about it. And I said, well, I'm just helping people that haven't paid on taxes, et cetera. And he said, hold the phone. Helping people to pay less in taxes is one of the most patriotic things you can do. And I fell in love with it and I've done it ever since. You know, I, I do I do like that. And it, I've always loved the expression, whatever side of the political spectrum that you fall on, I, I, I we are... Um, you know, sort of, and uh, we don't we don't have a political slant on the show. Certainly, our guests can, well, but you know, we are um, agnostic, I guess, for for politics. But I've always loved the expression: nobody pays a dollar more in taxes than they than they want to, or that they that they ought to, right? So nobody does that, regardless of whether you're the wealthiest American or or, or not. Um, I think there is something to be said that that we all could, um, you know, we want to use the tax laws uh, at our disposal to really make sure that we're minimizing our tax exposure and it's it's across the spectrum it's all americans that are impacted by the irs i don't help people avoid taxes or hide taxes because then you go to go you get to go to a criminal tax attorney which isn't me and you do not want to go there but <laughs> again helping people wherever they are um, realize and know what their rights and options are is really important and, and I, my office manager makes fun of me she says i always make people cry but it's it's from unburdening this huge burden that affects sure. people dealing with taxes. And, and we should also mention, I, I mentioned Hubert uh, has taught at, at Brew College in New York. I didn't mention New York. But for those of you that aren't from the East Coast, maybe aren't familiar with that university, that is a very, very uh, excellent and top-tier university. So this is, this is a very, very smart uh, and competent man, and I'm excited that you're here. Um, before we get into some of your actual specialties around tax liens and what you wish realtors knew about, you know, the roadblocks or, or getting over some of those roadblocks they may run into with client situations, can we just talk for a moment about how uh, about a realtor's own specific tax situation, specifically around how they're compensated? And I know this this isn't exactly what you do, but um, can we just make a plead for for our our listeners to consider uh, incorporating and actually exploring being paid as a as a business owner versus just as an independent contractor? Sure. And this is pretty much falls into how do I not become or need guardian tax law? So if, if you follow this advice, 
you won't be in trouble with the IRS. And again, I love giving free advice out that helps people avoid these tax issues in the first place because it is amazingly stressful. Issue number one, incorporate, get a business structure, some kind of formation. If And the main reason for this is it protects your personal assets from any IRS debt. Believe it or not, when you have a corporation and if you incur liabilities under it and you close it out, almost all of the tax debt under that corporation goes away with that corporation. That doesn't mean you can open up one EIN after another and just try to avoid it. But if something happens, the economy goes bad, you have to close a business down and then reorganize in a different form. You can do that. And we close out business debt all the time and it protects it separates the business tax issues from your personal issues. I have I have a great story, or, or sorry, not maybe it's not a great. It's actually kind of a sad story, but it's a, it's a story that illustrates this. Just yesterday, I was with somebody that had owned a very successful brokerage, uh, real estate brokerage here in town. He sold it, um, and the building that he had purchased twenty years ago. Well, this is more of a Chicago thing, but the the taxes uh, for the property taxes for that particular property went from this is not an exaggeration from thirty thousand a year to one hundred and six thousand a year in one year. Now. So basically, uh, you know, 300% or, or whatever percentage that that would be. And, um, and he, he had already appealed it. It was supposed to be 140000 He got it down to one hundred six. So anyway, he was in a scenario now where, to your point, he uh, he's like, I'm just, I, I, I can't, he, he says, I'm just going to give the keys to the to the bank at this point because I can't obviously afford to continue that. And because it's in an LLC or, or however he has it structured, we're talking about the same sort of situation. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's not just tax debt, like you mentioned yeah. So yeah. So if if you, and by the way, uh, this isn't really what Hubert's firm does. But if you would like to incorporate, if you are, you know, I, I say for sure, if you're a full time practicing realtor, you really probably ought to. It sort of depends on income level, and and your uh, your CPA should be able to determine when that makes sense for you. But Hubert also knows a lot of CPAs across the country. Not only does he know them, he knows the good ones. And you know, I, I I love my CPA. Is do I know for sure that she's one of the good ones? I don't know. I haven't gone to jail, so I'm hoping. Uh, but uh, but the truth is, I really I really don't know. I mean, I love her, and I'm probably never going to leave her unless she screws up badly. Um, and I do really like her. But um, but the truth is, I I I found her on my own, and I think it's a better a better way to go is to go through somebody like Hubert, who who knows uh, who who the at least some of the good players out there. So reach out to him if you are interested in considering that because if you're being paid just as an independent contractor, there's a very good chance, again, depending on how much commission you're earning a year, that you could actually save in basically how it, how it could work. The way that I have it structured for me is I am an employee of my own company. My my all, all, Well, I'm not a realtor in, in the traditional sense, but if I were, those commissions would be paid to my business. And then I, I take a salary uh, and the um, the, I have an S corporation and the government or, or the, the feds are actually quite lenient about what uh, I have to pay myself based on the overall income. Um, anyway, so talk to a CPA. If you don't have a good one, reach out to Hubert. He'll connect you with somebody. Um, but let's talk about your specialty now, Hubert. So thank you for, for that. Mm -hmm. um, but tell us all about tax liens and, and what, uh, what realtors need to know. Well, just real quick on that um, estimated tax payments. If you work for yourself, et cetera, business write-offs. A good CPA will save you a ton of money. If you're using TurboTax, H&R Block, sorry, not to knock them, but you need, there are plenty of CPAs that are cheaper than those companies and will do a much better job. Okay. Um, as far as my specialty, 
we work directly with the IRS. We're on the phone with the IRS and state tax state taxing agencies every day. And one of the big reasons we work with and love realtors so much is that we can help people buy and sell property. And so we have realtors that send people to us saying, look, this guy owes so much. We will set it up in a um, installment agreement. And what, to help people buy, once you get an installment agreement, they still need to qualify based on income to debt ratio. But once that establishment is set up, there are mortgage companies that will still finance a mortgage as long as it's in an installment agreement status. Once that's done, they can purchase the home and then we can go back and renegotiate with the IRS. It doesn't mean they're stuck making that payment. So there's plenty of time that we get them into a home and then we change gears and do something better for them. We might wipe out the debt, we might do something else, but getting someone into a home makes some a huge difference for people and it is so important. So let's start with the beginning. So a realtor has a client who would be a per, a perfect client for somebody uh, for for your firm. So a perfect client is someone that knows they have a tax issue and is willing to deal with it. And so they usually run into those issues when they go to refinance, when they go to purchase a property and someone tells them, "Oh, you have a tax issue. You need to deal with it before you can do A B or C." So they come in, they want to get this addressed, they want to move forward, purchase a home, move forward, improve their lives through working with realtors and purchasing real property. And those those are great clients because they're ready to take care of the issue. And I remember, let's say 15 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, there was a boon in the, um, in the, what would they call it? The uh, not tax reduction business, but the debt consolidation business, and um, and and that I, I see you smiling because that is a that that was a, a a very interesting business where there were a lot of non professionals playing in that space. Um, can you speak a little bit to that? Just because I know I heard a lot about that, even just on news and 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 radio and and all of that, and how this is different from that. So debt consolidation really is people giving good financial advice, helping people pay down their tax debt. You can get a lot of the same information from Dave Ramsey or other financial professionals online. They're not using any special licenses or skills to negotiate with the IRS. You have to be licensed with the IRS. You have to, and having that experience to go in and do what's called an offer and compromise, a settlement takes years of experience. I've had over 300 accepted offers in one year alone, me personally. And you'll just the, I think it was about a month ago, we settled $249,000 for 20 bucks. <laughs> wow. We do that on a regular basis. We go as low as $20. And if, if the shoe fits, if you qualify, it's an amazing service. And we get one or two of those accepted every week. Unbelievable. This is, uh, yeah. So for those of you that are just going to, you know, a standard debt consolidation company, this is not really what, that's not really what they do. They may call your a credit card company and try to negotiate for you or, or, or something of that nature, but they're not going to have uh, the licenses that are necessary to actually communicate with the IRS, with the feds and, and actually get something, uh, something done. And uh, yeah, so that, that's a fantastic uh, suggestion. What else do, should realtors really understand about sort of the tax liens and, 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 you know, how you guys can fit in? So we can help, people sell property. And that's the other half of it is when they have a tax lien on their property and they want to sell, they can get rid of it. I had someone who uh, 
interesting story. He was a third owner in a property. We went and dug into the taxes. He knew he owed the IRS, but he didn't know how old the debt was. IRS tax debt goes away after approximately 10 years. So we found out exactly when he needed to sell. We pursued it and made sure that the debt fell off. He sold it. He was able to walk away with that money. Wow. Simple that's, case there. That's, yeah, that's incredible. Um, let's talk about property seizure because we know that that's also an important uh, topic that happens. Realtors run into that all the time. Um, let's talk about how to avoid that and maybe how a realtor could at least begin to have a conversation with a client in that situation. So property seizures is something that... Um, I've never had an active client had their property seized because you have to do a lot of things wrong to have property seized. I have had, I've stepped into cases where the other attorneys have done everything wrong, where they ended up going to tax court and losing. Um, one guy charged him $25,000 to go to tax court and filed in the wrong venue or place Oof. and still charged him the 25,000. <laughs> no, it's horrible. Oh absolutely horrible. No, I'm just laughing because of the absurdity of that. Yes, that's yeah. No, awful. but they had their their case was already before the Department of Justice. So here mm -hmm. I'm dealing with this in federal court to give you an idea of where I am. And you know, the, the sale went through because it had they they owed over it was over a million dollar home and they had a second home too. So it was a very sympathetic situation. But I've stopped home sales that were with the DOJ as well. You don't want to be before the DOJ. You don't want to go to tax court in 99% of cases. You want someone that will attack the debt, get rid of it, and preserve your assets and your property. There are ways to do that without making it a $25,000, $50,000 case. Usually, you can deal directly with the IRS or state and address those issues. So if someone's telling you, hey, we need you to go to tax court, pay me twenty-five grand for it, get a second opinion. Um, a lot of times if you do owe, even if you have asset equity and assets, you can settle or you can set up some kind of arrangement and just let that clock run or if the tax lien shouldn't be there in the first place. So we've gone in and released tax liens. One case where a gentleman, he partnered up with someone who was an ex-con, didn't know it. And he embezzled money. He put his name on property he shouldn't have had. You're shaking your head. So again, it was a giant mess. And you know, we went through and fixed it all up with the tax lien department. And one nice thing about the IRS, it's not known for its efficiency. That's sarcasm. <laughs> no, I, I'm laughing because I have, uh, I have, thankfully I haven't had any IRS issues, but um, I did actually, just at a funny sidebar, um, I, uh, I, I got a phone call year, years ago from the IRS and it was a gentleman. He said, oh, I need to, you know, you, there was this one form for my business that I didn't send in. And I'd always heard the IRS will never call you. So if someone's calling you, it's not the IRS. And I went, well, oh, he sounds like the IRS. He's just asking for this one form that I don't know why a scammer would want that. Um, and sure enough, no, he really was with the IRS and he really did need this one particular form. And uh, and I faxed it over to him and he was he was actually here locally in Chicago. So, um, But most of the time, the IRS, I don't think calls, but but they do call once in a while, or at least they called me and we got it resolved and it wasn't, uh, wasn't a big deal. But um, um, but you're right. The efficiency of it. I think they were five years late. Uh, I didn't even know I 
owed this particular document and they called me five years after the fact. And that's why I got really nervous because I thought, well, that this doesn't sound right. The guy goes, everybody thinks I'm not who I am. You can look me up. I'm really the guy. I worked down at the you know building, Fed, Fed building downtown. It was it was really more funny than anything. But um, but for the first five times he called me, I just deleted the voicemail. I'm like, this is obviously a scam. And no, it was actually real. Uh, but um, gr- great point. So so if if somebody is worried about property seizure, that's when when they should reach out to you and just sort of get this get see what the options are. Is that is that fair? Well, call us right away, um, because most situations can be saved and fixed. Um, but what I was going to say is about the efficiency. If you need to sell a property, the IRS actually will jump on it because they're getting money from the sale of the property. Sure. So we can within 30 days, we can help with the sale of property, getting a, a payoff letter from the IRS or lien subordination or subrogation. That's you know fancy terms for it. But allow for the sale of property, even if the IRS isn't going to get any money. So there is a taxing department that is the most responsible department at the IRS, and you can jump on these cases and get it resolved. But as far as seizure, usually like everything's going the wrong way. Um, we've saved homes, we've saved properties for people heading in that direction. But again, they're not, they're doing everything wrong. They've got bad advice or they don't know what to do. And, uh, I have a client that I actually had to fire recently well, about a year ago because they were doing everything wrong, wrong. They had a rental property that one, they didn't tell me about. Don't tell your attorney what you, they're there to represent you. You have attorney client privilege. You can tell them pretty much everything about where your bodies are buried. But uh, so they didn't tell us about that. They tried to hide it from the IRS. The IRS found it because they see most things. They tried to put it in a trust after they knew about the debt, which is a problem. Sorry, I hit the wrong button. The trust wasn't valid anyway. And then they blew off the IRS. Ironically, we got $400,000 to you know, that went away and expired in their case. And they owed about 800,000, wow. but they still had this property that didn't, didn't want to disclose. So the IRS went and nailed the notes on the door and started taking all of their renters payments. So they were moving to seize the property. They sent them um, notices to appear for summons. So they were being summoned. And if you don't appear to those, you can um, have an, a warrant issued for your arrest. Mm-hmm. So again, doing everything the wrong way and eventually we terminated with them and said, look, you're not listening to us and you're going to end up in a criminal case. And so we're, this is the strongest way we can warn you, but listen to your attorney, listen to a good attorney. If you're not sure, get a second opinion, but you can save most properties. I've had people call me when I was just coming in to seize accounts, seize property and be able to stop it. As long as it's not too late, if it's too late, you might have to contact a bankruptcy attorney, which again, they're worse than we are. Um, so I'm curious for the majority of your clients who are dealing with a a real estate sort of, uh, tax situation or or tax lien rather on real estate, is it more often investors who these are invest, investable, uh, investment assets, or are they more primary residences just out of curiosity? Um, there's some investment property, but it usually, uh, not an investment group. So it's usually an individual that has different properties that they've invested in um, rentals. Um, we do a lot where we protect primary residences. Um, the interesting thing about rentals, if you're using it to produce income, 
you can protect that from the IRS and even do an offer and compromise and wipe out debts if it's producing income for you. It's seen as a mini business. So having rental property that's actively being used can really help serve you and we can protect that for you. Yeah, it's a really important point. If, it, if it's making money, uh, there's, there's, that's a good thing. Um, and of course, that's uh, what investors are looking for is that positive cash flow. Um, also, I want to talk about property protection. Like, when will the IRS, I know, like, come after a property that's that's encumbered or, or in a business? Um, you know, and how can what do agents need to know about that? So. <laughs> I've never had someone come to me where I helped them, they listen to me, and they actually had property seized. The main reason is if you do it right, you produce the documents, you work with the IRS. Um, again, they'll give you bad information. It's 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 always fun dealing with them. But when I step into a case, I've had plenty of times they told me, look, why are you even here? This or that. A month or two later, they're singing a completely different tune. Oh, my gosh, you're making my job easy. It's like, yeah, because I don't want you looking too closely at my client. Right. So we work with them for the benefit of our clients, wrap up the case. That's the main thing. You have to work with the IRS. Putting your head in the sand is not a good strategy. And that's the worst case scenario. Um, I've had too many people hire me or others and then ignore them and things don't go well because the IRS just ratchets up. The, they'll ratchet up the pressure until it's seizure time. And if it comes to seizure, you've gotten a lot of bad advice call us, we can jump into it and usually stop it, but um, have a little horror story if you want to hear it. Love to. So this isn't real property, but someone that uh, owned a car lot, we came to us and we were going to charge him seven grand on the spot to start. And I called the IRS, spoke to the revenue officer, and he told me there's nothing you can do to save this client. They have been trying to get the seizure paper, uh, paperwork processed and they have to send it to their attorneys. And you almost never deal with IRS attorneys. And he had been waiting months for it. And he told me as soon as that comes back, it could be Monday, it could be a month from now, I'm going in with a fleet of tow trucks and I'm gonna cut open the gates and just haul all of those cars off of his lawn. And I said, well, that's lovely. <laughs> you know, what, what do I say? I'm like, okay, well, thanks for being straight with me. I called the client yeah. up and said, don't hire us. You need to hire a business bankruptcy attorney right away to save your property. And I asked him, are those cars even yours? He said, no, they're on consignment. Oh. Would you give that information to the IRS? He said, well, he asked for it, but I haven't gotten around to it. <laughs> so he called the business bankruptcy attorney, called me back and said, he wants $20,000. I said, pay the man. Don't wait. Don't, don't blow off the IRS. It's always better to deal with it and get good advice and deal with it head on. Yeah, it you know it does seem to happen to car some uh, mechanics or or I've heard of this happening. Very, um, it's not that uncommon where the business goes bankrupt, the cars they were working on or the cars that are on consignment at the time uh, get all wrapped into the the debt and um, and it's uh, my brother in law lost a, lost a car that way. Um, anyway, um, so so yeah, it's it's yeah that that makes perfect sense that. Uh, that you know you'd want to step in pretty pretty seriously at that point and make sure that you know it doesn't all go go to pot. Um, so I do have a success story. Let's yeah, let's hear it. So this is dealing with real estate. This gal actually got prosecuted for fraud. So pretty serious case. Got prosecuted by the DOJ. Owed it was close to a million dollars and had quite a few rental properties in Chicago. 
So we try to come in and look at it in a holistic manner. She didn't know what was going on with the rentals, which ones were profitable, which ones weren't. We laid that all for, out for her, got a bookkeeper, got a CPA, and we were able to look at, and we actually sold off some of the properties that weren't profitable, consolidated her holdings so she was making money off of it, got rid of other debt that was just killing her and not helping her. And she was able to turn around and set up an installment agreement and to deal with this and stop all the collections, stop all the seizures and came out of it with all the properties she still wanted intact. Wow. And, and so when you work with somebody who, who has a million dollar situation like that, um, and, and obviously every situation is unique, but what, what could that be whittled down to when you, when you're dealing with the IRS, um, could it be whittled down to, to zero or is it typically a percentage of it that, uh, how does the IRS typically look at those kind of things? So that's the, you're talking about the offer and compromise. So it's kind of like yeah. Cinderella's shoe. If your financial situation fits what they're looking for, it's an amazing offer. We do it all the time. I had, a, um, but if your situation doesn't match, so again, I have uh, an actor and he's making a couple million a year and he owes a couple million in taxes. He's paying it down. He'll pay it all off eventually, but he doesn't qualify for an offer and compromise. It just makes too much money. Yeah. That other gal that I was talking about, she had assets, she had rentals, and she was making well over 100000 a year at her normal job. She just made too much money, didn't qualify. On the other hand, I just brought someone in, he has a lot of bills, but he's making seventeen grand a month. And he might not qualify for an offer, but we're going to put him in a hardship status where he doesn't have to pay anything to the IRS for at least a couple of years, and we'll reevaluate his situation once it becomes a little more established and consider those other options. So if you're making, even if you're making 10 to 15,000, don't, it's not automatic that you're not going to qualify. Get a thorough review. I've had people, one gentleman had a house and this is an interesting real estate story. He had been told by a couple other tax attorneys that he didn't qualify for an offer and compromise, couldn't do it. And then, he even went on the IRS website, plugged in his numbers. They told him no. He was referred to me by his uh, parents and said, you need to call this guy. He called me up. We went through his numbers. And by the numbers, he didn't qualify. But I said, hey, let's make a couple adjustments. He had a 401k with about 40000 in it. He owed $80,000. I said, well, tell me about your house. And it was valued by Zillow. We know Zillow's valuations are accurate. So usually not, but sometimes. Usually not. <laughs> I'm, fr I, I'm, fr I'm friendly with Zillow, so I'm trying to toe the line there. But uh, w w the, the listeners know what they think about Zillow. <laughs> well, he went and got his own evaluation or appraisal of the property. But this house was built in the 1880s or 90s, oh. last updated in World War II. He was there with living with a couple kids, married with a couple kids. It had lead piping through the house. Oh, boy. The roof leaked. I mean, it, it was it – was, needed so much work to it. And I told him, look, take the 401k, do necessary repairs to your home. So you, you don't have lead piping in your house, at least fix up the kitchen, the bathroom, basic stuff. And I said, talk to your wife, see what she thinks. She loved the idea. And we, because we redid the evaluation, we took the 401k, did necessary repairs, which is allowable by the IRS. We were oh. able to settle that for, I think it was between six and 7,000, wiped up the $80,000. And he oh, got to keep this house.
Now, when somebody when when something somebody goes through that particular situation, just out of curiosity, how does that typically affect credit score, or or does it not? Um, how does that, uh, you know, with the IRS, you know, is is working on, um, you know, an agreement that you guys come to settle on? Does how does that affect things like FICO and? It greatly improves it because it shows that this debt has now been settled. Got it. And it doesn't report it anymore as a negative um, debt that's not being paid. Installment agreements. Again, you still have this tax debt, but it shows that you're making regular payments on it. So going in and setting up some kind of resolution not only helps your credit, but it also stops the IRS from coming after you because that's the worst thing. You know, I get the calls, people, you know, my bank accounts got cleared out. I just got hit by a tax lien I didn't even know about. Um, that's that's typically what we see is people come to us when the house is on fire. We love it when people come to us with questions. Hey, I might have this issue. Oh, I think I owe, but they haven't come after me yet. Great, we can set it up for you so they don't have to worry about the world crashing down as we deal with this. We can prevent all of that as we go through most cases. Wow. And we should also mention too, another reason to consider anyone who's having a tax situation over to, to Hubert's firm is that a lot of times with some of the creative strategies they have to you know, work with the IRS, you know, there is sales of property that happen. Um, mm-hmm. Certain properties get sold. So Hubert uh, has to refer business out to realtors from really all over the country because his clients are kind of from everywhere. So um, can we talk a little bit about how a realtor could connect with you in, in the event where they have this situation? What would be the best for one of their clients? What's the best way they, sh- they should reach out? Well, call our main line at uh, it's 520-485-7371. You can contact us through our website. Uh, but the best thing is just call. We do a free consultation. So I'm a little old school. I feel people should actually have information before they start paying for services, et cetera. And especially with taxes, people want to know how much I'm gonna, how much is this gonna cost me compared to how much I owe. And so we we do a free consultation for people, put their mind at ease. And we, like you said, I call people and I use different networking networking resources to refer business out across the country. And I would love to have realtors. We keep a list, a contact list of who we can refer business to. Who do we know and who do we trust? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really really important point. And we should also mention too that you are you are located in in Tucson, but you're able to work with uh, with. with clients from really all over the U.S. because you're dealing predominantly with the feds. Is that that's sort of my understanding? Well, we deal with the feds and we deal with most states. There's only two states that we can't work with. And believe it or not, it's Oregon and Washington. Ah, so if you're in the Pacific Northwest, find somebody else. Well, but it's if, state taxes that we can't yeah. deal with because they right. require that you be licensed in the state as a CPA or attorney. But we work everywhere else, Hawaii, Guam, Alaska, New York, New Jersey, Florida, um, we, we handle state taxes wherever they have income tax and where they have um, sales. We deal with sales tax issues when needed as well. Um, but as far as property, yeah, we, we refer out business and uh, all across the country and we help people all across the country. I also wanted to to I was curious you'd mentioned that you're uh, you're speaking to the IRS really daily and obviously the IRS is a is a massive employer there's gosh I don't know how many employees work at the IRS but um I, I should have looked that up ahead of time, but it, it's it's a substantial number, and I think the number is increasing if I remember correctly with the current administration I think almost uh, doubling. But, 
Yeah, doubling, right. So is is it, I want to say 100,000 people maybe? I can't remember the the number. But regardless, yeah. um, you, are, you are dealing with, with a specific group there. How important is it to work with an attorney who does have relationships with some, like, do you, do you deal a lot with the same people at the IRS over and over? Or is there a reputation that gets built up between attorneys and uh, an IRS for like, oh, you know, for easier, smoother transactions? So technically, we can't legally say that we have special relationships. Sure. With the IRS, but as you work with them, you gain a reputation. Yeah. And... I'm, I'm not going to say that I have certain IRS agents on a blacklist that I might just hang up on them when I get them because they're horrible. But, you know, again, any professional relationship, you develop a reputation. And so we, we I think we have a really good reputation, but especially when it comes to resolving cases, we know the local revenue officers, but we deal with people all across the country. The number one asset that we bring into it, to the table is we know how to get th- things done quickly. We know how to force the IRS to move when they don't want to move because they can take years to move on some things, but we know how to maneuver through their bureaucracy. It is, you wouldn't believe, they just added about three layers to their bureaucracy in the last couple of years. And I, one of my associate attorneys was just in here complaining about how ridiculous it is. And when you're talking to the IRS, we try to skip the line and go about three to four layers deep into their bureaucracy. The average person calling the IRS they get bad information. They get told the wrong thing all the time. Um, and so when people are trying to help them out, you know, again, it, one, one of the key things that I hear all the time is to qualify for a mortgage, you have to have your tax returns filed. The IRS will tell you you have to go back and file 10 years of returns. Have you heard that? Yes. It's wrong. Oh. It's in their internal revenue manual, their regulations, that they can only go back six years and the only reason to file a return older than three years is to lower a balance that's already been assessed. So you can't get a refund more than three years old and filing more than six years, they can't even demand that you do it. So you're paying a CPA to do work that's unnecessary. Ah, oh. that's, that is interesting. Cause I, I'd always heard that sort of seven year number or whatever that number is. Um, certainly not. Uh, yeah, that's very, very interesting. So Anyway, for anyone out there who has client with tax lien or, or any sort of tax situation that they are nervous about, that they have a debt that they that they owe to to the government, um, this is a great time, you know, to reach out to to Hubert because this is going to help get them on the right track path to home ownership and and just out of their tax situation. So, Guardian Tax Law is the website, and Hubert and his team. Um, are specialists in tax strategy, especially related to the IRS. So reach out to him. He is looking for great realtors to refer business to as well. So please consider adding him to your professional network. Um, we are are very, very impressed with with what Hubert... We, 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 just to pull back the curtain a little bit, we do get uh, requests almost, almost every week from uh, different PR firms that are representing uh, law firms. We we almost always pass on those because they don't seem to always be a good fit for us. But we were really excited to speak with Hubert today. So please consider using him. Uh, he works with a lot of a lot of realtors and he helps your clients. So reach out to him. Guardian Tax Law is where you go. Also. 
follow uh, him on YouTube at Guardian Tax Law. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. Hubert, I very much appreciate you coming on today and and talking. We we made tax tax liens fun or at least (laughs) more fun than they probably are uh, in normal conversation. So I appreciate your your candor and I, I really appreciate you being so generous with this information. Um, I, I know that, you know, not all attorneys are, are so forthcoming um, with, you know, sort of free uh, information. So I really do appreciate that. I know our audience does as well. So on behalf of our audience, I want to thank Hubert for coming on our show. Um, and we also want, on behalf of Hubert and myself, we want to thank the audience for coming, to getting to the end of this episode. I really want to encourage our audience to do two things, two things that will help out both Hubert and our show. Tell a friend. Think of one other realtor that could use this information. Maybe they have a client with a tax situation and it's becoming a stopper for them doing any sort of transaction. The perfect reason to reach out to Hubert and his firm. And also, please leave us a review. That would uh, help us know what you like and what we can improve on the show and also helps us get in front of more people. So tell a friend and leave a review. We very much would appreciate that. As always, um, again, Hubert, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. And we will see everybody on the next episode. Thanks, Hubert. Thank you, DJ. It's been my pleasure. Uh